0: Today Locked On Anaheim Ducks, it is Goals Thursday, and now that Trevor Zegris is not there, there's more scoring? How's that possible? I'll explain on today's Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How goes it, everyone? It is Goals Thursday. I hope you're all doing well. I'm your humble host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering the AHL for quite a while, six years in the American Hockey League. You know what? I do love this league. It is a fantastic league to be involved in. And talking to many other reporters, announcers, they all say don't discount the AHL. Just don't. But anyway, uh, just a reminder, you can hear this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. And listen on the new Odyssey app. I've mentioned this before, but Apple Podcasts, uh, they're going through a bit of some technical issues. So if you cannot hear us on Apple, be sure to listen to us on the new Odyssey app or Spotify or Stitcher. Google Podcasts, hey, they're back. So just listen to anywhere besides Apple at the moment where you can hear podcasts. Okay, so since we last spoke, there was three games that happened and there was a lot of scoring in all three of those games. Two of which I'll talk about a little more in depth. One of those I definitely will not because I didn't watch it. Um, I'll just admit this right now. I did not watch last Saturday's game between Tucson and San Diego. In fact, I only saw highlights of it. That was because last Saturday, if you remember, was the Swans song day for Ryan Miller. If you recall, Ryan Miller had his last game, his last home game, Saturday, May 1st. So I watched that instead of the San Diego game, which I'm glad for. But let's talk about the game that happened on Friday, April 30th, because that was kind of a fun one. This game was in Irvine, and this is kind of important for Ontario, not so much for San Diego. But this was a big game because they had just come back home. Um, they had just, you know, they lost to Henderson in overtime, but they beat Henderson the day before. So they're riding a little bit of a streak before this game, and it continued on Friday night. Last Friday night, that is. Even though Tyler Steenbergen, he got the first sloppy goal. It was a really messy game. Sloppy goal from Lucas Dostal to give up. Made it 1-0, Tucson. And then Vinny Letary. He played. He got his 13th of the season from Agazino and Josh Mahura. That made it 1-1. The thing about this particular game that really struck me was defensively, the goals, they looked okay defensively, but they've just become offensive juggernauts. It feels like the game has opened up a little bit more without Carrick there, without Zegras there, in a weird way, it's opened up. And I think the reason for that is because some of these young guys, they're probably playing up to tempo. Um, you had Bryce Kendop. He's up on right wing. He was on the first and second line for a while. He was on the power play. Vinny Terry, he's moved up in the power play, but he's always been on the power play. Now that you have Kendop and DeLeo on the same line at times, that combo seems to work pretty well. And then you mess around with Kendop and Alex Limoge. Uh, We haven't talked a whole lot about Alex Limoge this season, but this kid is a very good asset to have on your team. He is 23 years old. His first pro season with the San Diego goals. But you know what? He's looked pretty good for San Diego this season. Uh, in 18 games, he's got 16 points. Honestly, probably one of the better signings that I've seen. And someone that has done well the previous three games over the past three days. He's looked fantastic and it continued that Friday night. Uh, he did get a goal and an assist for two points on that game. Probably one of his better overall games as a San Diego goal. On this one, it kept going in the second period. I just talked about him because I wanted to bring him up. 23 um, year old Alex Limoges, he got a goal. The first minute in the second period. And then he got the primary apple on the Bryce Kindop goal. See, I'm kind of alluding a little bit. Both secondary apples went to Bogru. That made it very easily 3-2. I didn't mention that Tucson did score in there on the power play. But the power play was working for Tucson. And then it wasn't working. Because in the third period, Nicholas Bruyard got caught hooking. And already... Oh, Again? Power play for Tucson? Well, they did it once before. What could happen here? What could happen is a crappy, crappy turnover by the Tucson Roadrunners. They looked sloppy. Barrett Barrett Hayton looked sloppy there. So did Victor Soderstrom. They let one slip away right to Bo Grew. And then he got a perfect, perfect outlet pass to Bryce Kindop, who went in undeterred, shorthanded, got the shorty, and that made it four to two San Diego goals. That is an embarrassing play for Tucson because they could have easily tied up the game and it just did not happen. That is the mental mistake of mental mistakes by Tucson, but perfect from San Diego to just swoop in there and do everything they can to prevent a shot, which they did. They did get a couple of block shots on that power play. And credit goes to that PK unit. Josh Mahura, he blocked a shot there. Hunter Drew, Hunter Drew got in the way of a lot of shots. This is something that San Diego has improved on a lot this season and something the Ducks in general have improved on a lot this season is having an effective penalty kill, blocking the shots whenever needed. They have been big on that this season, more so in San Diego. And that's why you have guys moving up to the big club and doing the exact same thing. Josh Mahura, I just talked about him. The same thing he does with the Anaheim Ducks, he did with the San Diego Gulls. Yes, I'm alluding here. Same with Jamie Drysdale. He really took that to heart, which is why you see Drysdale not only on the power play for Anaheim, but you're starting to see Jamie Drysdale on the penalty kill with the Ducks. He learned that from Kevin Dineen, from the San Diego Golf. you've got to play two ways. If you're going to be a big component of this team in the future, you have got to play both ways. That's something that Drysdale did. Drysdale was on the power play for San Diego. He scored a couple of power play uh, assists there. He was on the PK towards the end of his stint in San Diego. Jamie Drysdale, he got in the penalty kill and he was very good at blocking shots and being that perfect player that can go both ways. Which is why I'm very high on Drysdale, and his future. He learned it from the system, and that's where it came to fruition. So anyway, off of that tangent, uh, goals did score the shorty. Hunter Drew then scored another goal just as the penalty expired. Nicholas Bruyard came out of the box, but there was a decoy pass, and another turnover by Tucson. Chase DeLeo to Hunter Drew made it a five-to-two game. And Gregoire did score one late for Tucson, but it was too little too late. San Diego went on to win that game 5-3. And I just want to talk a little bit more about just the overall penalty killing and power play for San Diego. San Diego's power play has been effective all season long. Not so much in this particular game. But San Diego, they are a whopping 20% on the power play. That is among the league leaders. As far as power play percentage goes, their penalty killing is 85%. That is also among the top in the league. Special teams has been a huge component to the San Diego goals' success this season. Something that we was we were hoping that would translate to the NHL, it just has not. But at least the penalty killing has translated to the big club. Again, guys like Jamie Drysdale, who really learned two-way hockey In the best possible way. Being on both sides of the special teams. Those are the kind of guys you want to develop. Which is partially why we saw Jamie Drysdale stay with San Diego as long as he did. Kevin Dineen even said this in a post-game interview about two months ago. That he loves having Drysdale on both sides of the ice. And thinks he could be one of the better defensemen that the Ducks could have. And we could see the same thing maybe with Josh Mahura. Maybe if Josh Mahura can be in the long-term plans, you could see that for him as well. Same with Cody Curran. Curran is that same kind of player that's developing into not only a good fighter, but someone with a heavy shot that could be utilized on the power play and could be used on the PK once in a while. Those are the kind of guys you want on your roster. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, and for some reason, the Uh, scripts in front of me are not working for the ads. I don't know why. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about everyone's favorite protein bar, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. They have several fantastic flavors. They have raspberry, they have salted caramel, double chocolate, cookies, and cream, among others. On average, these protein bars have only 130 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, and packed With at least 17 grams of protein, not only are they healthy for you, but they taste fantastic. They taste like a candy bar. They're so good. I tell you what, you got to try them yourself. So go to BuiltBar.com right now. Do it right now, right now. Go ahead. BuiltBar.com. Have you done it? All right. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And once again, the promo code is LOCKED15, and use that to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. We're gonna come back after the second, or rather the first intermission. Haha, <laughs> We have two intermissions. Come back after the first. Stay locked in. Welcome back to the best podcast your car will ever need, Locked on Goals, or rather the best podcast your car can have on a Thursday, because once again, it is Goals Thursday. We track the minor league affiliate of the Anaheim Ducks every Thursday on here, and today, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Maybe you're a big car collector, like some famous former duck, Temu Solani, and you drive some fancy cars like a Lambo, and you can get those parts in the user-friendly website known as rockauto.com. Yeah, it is very user-friendly. Just look at the make, the model. They have your car there. They have it in your year, and they have a wide selection of parts that cost less than half of the big box stores usually. So what are you waiting for? Need to get a Part for your car? Yeah. Go to rockauto.com right now, and in the How Did You he Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto. So yeah, I'm not going to talk so much about Saturday's game. I will just say for the record, it was a crap show for San Diego. It's a good thing I didn't watch it because San Diego just kept allowing goal after goal after goal. Tucson got the ultimate revenge for the last few games. So just to preface, the last time these two teams saw each other, it was 5-3 in favor of San Diego. Before that, Tucson did allow... I mean, they did score six goals, but they allowed eight. So San Diego beat Tucson 8-6. Yeah, this was the ultimate revenge game for them. Tucson had a lot of pent-up, like, we hate you guys, we don't want to see you anymore. So what do they do? They put up a nine spot on San Diego. The only bright spot that I talked about, Alex Lamo, is got two points on that game, but it was a nine to two final score. That's not the game we want to talk about. The game we really want to talk about is the one that took place last night in El Segundo because that was a wild game. If you didn't watch it on AHL TV, uh, where were you? This was one of the crazier games of the season. And just to preface this, The Goals did lose. Unfortunately, they lost Josh Mahura. He's in the taxi squad with the Ducks as the Ducks are on the road to finish the season. I will talk about end of season stuff momentarily. So who do the Goals trot out on defense? You have Keegan Kanzig, the big boy, Nicholas Bruyard, Hunter Drew, Axel Anderson, Cody Curran, and Keegan Lowe. So you got some really, really big boys on defense. Oh, and you have Jeremy Waugh. Another really big guy. Okay, so what are they doing skating seven D? There's a reason for that because they're playing the Ontario Rain and the Ontario Rain are their big rivals. So who do the rain trot out? Mark Alt, Sean Dersey, Cale Clegg is on defense, Cameron Gauntz, Marcus Phillips, and Jacob Movar. Oh, and the Rain also have Martin Furk. Yeah, that Martin Ferk who shoots pucks at one hundred and nine miles an hour. Watch out for that guy always. Always watch out for him. This one started off in favor of San Diego. They had the majority of the shots. They had the majority of possession. It was a completely one-sided affair. Yes, Rasmus Kapari did score that first one for the Ontario Reign. This one was a really broken play because that could have gone either way. Adam Johnson and Martin Furk did get the apples on that one. And this one I kind of have to put a little bit on the goalie. I have to put this one a little bit on Lucas Dostal. I thought that was one that he would have gotten back, but just squeaked right past him. He wants that one back for sure. So 1-0 Ontario. And then San Diego woke up. They started shooting everything. They started peppering the hell out of J.F. Barube. And I feel bad for Barube because he saw a ton of shots. A ton of shots last night. And a lot of them went through early on. Matt Laredo scored his sixth from Jacob Perot and Alex Dosti. By the way, Jacob Perot has looked very impressive the past few games. You talk about a trade that worked for the Anaheim Ducks organization. That is one. That was the Andre Kasha trade to Boston in order f- for that first round pick. And Axel Anderson. Anderson has looked pretty good with the San Diego goals. He didn't play last, or he did play last night and he looked really good. But look at you know, Jacob Perot. Perot, I think has been one of those guys that could be in the future for the ducks. He could be like that fourth, fifth line guy, but he could be in their future. You never know. He still needs a little bit of developing and he's still a young, young kid. He's still only 19. He just turned 19 rather last month. So happy belated birthday, Jacob Perot. But yeah, He's still a young kid. He's still got a lot to learn on this game. But the skills are there. The speed is there. The puck handling is there. But the passing game is there too. He's still got a bit to work on. But he looked good. Like he passed the eye test last night. And he could have been one of the stars last night. But I'll explain why I didn't choose him as the goals star in a moment. So Jacob Perot got the primary apple making it 1-1. Then a few minutes after that, Greg Prince... He got his first goal of the season on a perfect pass from Andrew Podorowski, making a 2-1 San Diego. We go into the second period, and San Diego just came out firing once again. You could see the look on their faces. They looked a little bit, you know, pissed. They were pissed because they really wanted to take it to this team. That's their rival we're talking about. Hunter Drew got his sixth of the season from Limoges and Bryce Kindop. 3-1 San Diego. Then the pace picked up even more. Akeel Thomas, he scored his ninth of the season, making it a 3-2 game. And then Chase DeLeo, the La Mirada native. He was everywhere in that second period. He was getting a bunch of good shot attempts. Not shots, but shot attempts. He only got credited for three shots. But the attempts where he just missed the net or he banged it off the post. Chase DeLeo was everywhere last night, both offensively and defensively. He was getting around the boards. He was getting in the way of shots. He was doing everything he could to get that win. And as soon as he scored that power play marker, they just celebrated like, yeah, we got you guys. We freaking got you guys. And San Diego really poured it on Ontario. Shots on goal at the end of two periods was 29 to 16 in favor of San Diego. They were looking really good, but then something happened after that Chase DeLeo goal. Uh, the Ontario Reign decided, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something about this. By the way, on that Akil Thomas goal, Mikey Isimon and Nick Halloran got assists on that one. This would be a sign of things to come. As soon as Chase DeLeo got that power play goal with about nine minutes left San Diego had all all the momentum they had all the shots going their way the ice was tilted to one side of the ice and it happened to be the side that I was in front of it was their game it was their game to lose but hold on you forgot about something the rain have this guy named Boko Amama and Keegan Keegan Kanzig that I mentioned the really big boy Keegan Kanzig. You do not want to mess with this guy. He's 6'7", 247. This guy is a beast among men. And even though Boko was the one that started that fight, yeah, he didn't win that fight. Keegan Kanzig did win that fight pretty decidedly. But Boko got a couple of shots in there. So that kind of woke the team up. He tried to do a little bit of like, you know, raise one arm and say like, come on, boys, let's go, let's go. That's what Boko did last night. He tried to gather the troops and say let's freaking go. Did that work? Not right away. San Diego was getting all the shots on goal. So guess who was the next player to pick a fight for the Ontario Reign? Take a wild guess who would pick a fight? Was it Martin Ferk? No, it wasn't Martin Ferk. Okay, was it Mark Alt? No, it wasn't Mark Alt. Really? Okay, so who else could it be? Sean Dersey? Cameron Gauntz? Maybe it was one of the other big guys. Nick Halloran could be in there. No, you know who started the fight? Mikey Isimont. Mikey Esimont, who's barely six foot tall, weighs about a buck seventy-five. Yeah, Mikey Isimont was the one that started a fight with Jeremy Roach. I don't think Waugh wanted any piece of Mikey Isimont initially. Not initially, because Jeremy Waugh is only six foot, a buck eighty-five himself, and this was more of a wrestling match. But the way that he came out of the fight, you would think that Mikey Isimont won that fight because he came out of that saying, let's go, let's freaking go. He brought all the energy into that fight, even though he may or may not have won it. That was a kind of even wrestling match. But Mikey Isimont just said, screw it, I'm going to do something about this game because San Diego still has all the momentum because Kanzig won that fight. When Kanzig won the fight, San Diego's spirits were lifted. Once Isimont got in that fight, everything, everything changed after that fight. He went straight to the locker room and kind of banged the glass a little bit on his way to the locker room. I'm like, what the hell's he doing? Like, Mikey, where where is this coming from? This is not like Mikey Isimont. So that's what happened at the end of the second period. And the end of the second segment is coming up right now. So let's talk about the Locker Room app. Hey, it's a cliffhanger here. Locker Room app is where fans can meet some of their favorite locked-on hosts. And hey, some of the Ducks fans can get in on the action themselves because this app is changing the way we talk about sports. Go to the iOS store right now and look up the Locker Room app. So look up Locker Room app and download that. And look for me on the app. Just look at Locked on Ducks. And you'll find me there on the Locker Room app. I'll be doing a locker room tomorrow night during the Ducks game at Minnesota. So be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, check out the Locker Room app once again. It is changing the way we talk about sports. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about the end of last night's game and talk a little bit about playoffs and the like. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I kind of left you in a bit of a cliffhanger there. What happened at the end of last night's game in El Segundo between the San Diego goals and the Ontario Reign, when I left off, I said that Mikey Isimon had just gone to the locker room because he got 5 for fighting. And this took place with four eleven left in the second period. So he wasn't going to go in the box. He just went right to the locker room, riled the team up. And that's exactly what happened. 29 seconds. That's how long it took. When the third period started, Mikey Isimon began the period in the penalty box to serve the five for fighting 29 seconds. After he left the box, he went right out there, just took over. He had a look on his face that I had not seen from him before. I don't know what the hell happened in that locker room, but he got activated. I like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but just the look on his face, the determination, the will, the celebrations, like, this was unlike anything I'd seen from a singular player in a long, long time. <laughs> like, oh my God, 29 seconds after he left the box, he just, like, jumped out of there, skated faster than everyone, and just, he was on one, folks. He was completely on one. Samuel Fagamo passed it to Alex Turcott on kind of a sloppy kind of behind-the-net play. Passed it to Mikey Isimont who scored his first goal of the game, making it a one-goal deficit. Okay, so that made it 4-3. to Alright, so at that point, Mikey Isimont completed the Gordie Howe hat-trick. He got an assist in the second period, then fought with Jeremy Waugh, then got the goal. So he completed the Gordie Howe hat-trick right then and there. And you could already feel it, but he was not done yet. Because only two and a half minutes later, the next shift, he was out there. The next shift, he did it again. He scored for Marcus Phillips and Nick Halloran. Halloran got his second apple of the night. And Mikey Isimon just blistered it. He blistered that shot to tie things up at four goals apiece. Wow. I mean, that one, that one was just a really, really good shot. And the celebration he had after that one, like he went completely nuts after that one. I know the camera didn't show the complete, like, how he reacted, but my God, once he got back to the bench, he was patting everyone on the back. He was, like, trying to, like, rile everyone up. He went to the bench, like, he was yelling at his teammates, like, let's freaking go. I could hear him. I could hear him from there. He was, like, let's effing go. So they effing went. And the next shift after that, when he went out there, not long after that, he did it again on a breakaway goal. Cameron Gantz picked up the loose puck, got it to Nick Halloran on really a two-on-one, passed it to Mikey Isimont, who was all alone on the right side. Rather, I take it back. The fourth goal was a two-on-one. The fifth goal was really just a nice set play. Nick Halloran passed it to Mikey Isimont, who was kind of on a bad angle, And he just ripped the one-timer, and that completed the natural hat-trick for Mikey Isimon, His third of the game, ninth of the season, and all of a sudden, just like that, it went from 4-2 San Diego to 5-4 Ontario. It happened in the blink of an eye. Mikey Isimon not only got the Gordie Howe hat-trick, he got the natural hat-trick. In under seven minutes, he just went berserk after that. If there was fans there, they would have been throwing hats, they would have thrown all their crap on the ice. Like I wow. Like getting to witness that was something else. But my god, I don't think I've seen one player just go all out like that in such a short amount of time in ages. Not since the days of Kiefer Sherwood with the San Diego goals. Did we see something like this? It was it was incredible. Like even I'll admit it, that was pretty freaking incredible to watch. As someone who was there last night and covered the game and there's no cheering in the press box, you could cheer for the rain, goals, whatever. No, from from my standpoint, that was just like something that was something else. I don't know what that was. But Mikey Isimon got the double hat trick. Gordie Howe, natural. Adam Johnson would score an empty netter to finish things off. And Ontario came all the way back and defeated San Diego 6-4. I mean, what else can I say? This game was not about anyone else except for Mikey Isimon. He was the obvious first star of the game. Nick Halloran was the second star with three assists. Now, one of those other rain players could have been the third star. I could have given it to Adam Johnson. He got two points. Could have given it to anyone else. Akil Thomas, he got two goals or two points. But, you know, I said, now nah, you know what? Chase DeLeo has been everywhere. This was said on the goals broadcast. This was said on the rain broadcast. You know, even he admitted Chase DeLeo was everywhere last night. And I almost opted to give it to Jacob Perot, And even my counterpart next to me said, Jacob Perot's looked really good. He's got two points Maybe he should be the star. But I said, well, look, Chase DeLeo at the time, you know, he was a plus one at the time, but really, he was everywhere. Yes, he did get the late penalty, but the rain didn't score on that penalty. Um, Chase DeLeo got his stick in the way of a lot of pucks. He was probably the one player that truly played super effectively on both sides of the ice, both offensively and defensively. So that's why ultimately I kind of swayed and said, you know what? Chase DeLeo has been that guy for San Diego. He was the player of the game on the goals side. So he deserves a star. So that's why. So that's why I chose DeLeo as the third star from last night's game. Alright, so one more thing that we do need to talk about. Playoffs. Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Yes, that is right. So this is from uh, Mayor John Hoven, who does cover the Kings and the Reign. So the mayor from Mayor's Manor, he brought out this report late last week. And there is a lot of traction to this. And this was even talked about around the rink last night, that this might not be our last game of the season. And in fact, it likely will not be our last game of the season. Uh, it is rumored that there are going to be all seven teams participating In the quest for the Pacific Division title. Here's one way it will likely work. As of right now, the three teams that could make it are the Henderson Silver Knights, Bakersfield Condors, and the San Diego Goals. The Goals are third in the division. So the top three teams in the division would get a bye. And then there would be a play-in for that fourth spot. It'd be four versus seven, five versus six. So as of right now, fourth is San Jose. They'd face Tucson, who's in last place. Wait, Ontario's not last place? What? You heard that right. It would be Colorado versus Ontario for five versus six. Those games could be played in Irvine. We still don't know exactly how that's going to work, but it very well could happen. So get ready for playoff hockey. I know that most people don't agree with it. And we'll talk much more about that next week. You know, Ducks hockey will be over by then. So I would expect maybe two, maybe even three podcasts next week covering minor league hockey. And I will just say, no, let's guarantee that we'll have at least two podcasts next week talking about the goals, talking about minor league hockey, playoffs, and all that stuff. So just know that playoff hockey is coming. The San Diego goals are going to be in it. We're going to have some more games in Irvine. So keep an eye out for that. That's how that's going to work. That is today's show. Thank you so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. You could hear this podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the new Odyssey app, which is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Follow me on Twitter, at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter, at LO underscore Ducks. Please rate, comment if you haven't already. And be sure to drop me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. There will be no mailbag this week. I'm going to leave the mailbag for Monday. I'll do a mailbag Monday episode because we have a little bit to talk about on tomorrow's podcast regarding the Ducks, regarding the last uh, series. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated For Locked On Goals, well, really Locked On Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Be safe, wear a mask, and please be kind to one another and Ducks and gulls fly together.